Yeah. Microphone you press check, the button. Mic a microphone check. Right. Yo, why you always ask the same <laughs> stupid Yo, question? welcome Dog. to Filthy After Hours. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> we we wrong, not on that yet? Wrong no, that's show. Wrong show? Wrong right, show. My bad. <laughs> uh, <no>. Yo, man. <laughs> it was about to get welcome. filthy. <laughs> To the Noid Park podcast. <laughs> Yo, man. What's up, guys? Chilling, man. Chilling. Another six days. Another six, another six days. It's, it's been long, though. It's been long. Feels man. like forever. Feel like I ain't seen you guys in forever, yes, man. man. You guys Yo. are faithful. <laughs> oh, faithful man. in the little things. Yo, for real. This, this is a little thing that we do. Right up. As long as we're faithful in it, the Lord will bless it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, Mike, you got a Devo for us today? Nah, man. You dropped, I d- you dropped the ball last time week. I did have a Devo. <laughs> but you know what, dog? I don't write nothing down. Mm. And I'm getting old, so I'm forgetting everything quick. I used to have a better memory, B. I, I say we just dive in. I think we had a Devo, but <laughs> dive in. We are diving in. Dive in. into the world, baby. Yo, and he says that every episode. <laughs> every episode. And every episode, we just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> One of these episodes, I'm gonna just start reading, and then and that's it. Because y'all got y'all ain't got to go home, oh, but y'all got to get out of here, son. Oh, I forgot, man. Y'all got oh, to get out of here, yeah. Son. That's why he has that look. I'm wondering why he has that look on his face the whole time I've been here. Now I get it. Uh, people got things to do. People got things to do, man. Listen, we working, man. Hours. What we're up? Working we working, right dog. So what was uh? We're gonna do a recap. Yeah. Last episode recap, real quick, for the people in them. The way, the truth, and the life. Mm. Jesus Christ. Um, the exclusivity. Did I say it right? Yeah, the exclusivity of um Christianity. How Christ is the only way. He is the door, as he mentioned before. He is the door to the Father. He is the only way to heaven. And um, I just think about the the again that scripture that says broad is the path mm. that leads to what is it destruction That's or right. hell, but narrow. So you know when you think about Jesus Christ saying He's the way, the truth, and the life. If He said that now, they would they would call Him what narrow-minded. Mm. Yeah, they would say He's not um being um and uh He's being exclusive. <laughs> Not being inclusive. Not being inclusive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I wanted to use that word, but I didn't know if I was going to use it right, dog. <laughs> I ain't want to sound like certain rappers. How you can't say <laughs> inclusive, but you could say, number, number, mean? Yo, the crazy thing about it, dog, I was talking to somebody today on the phone, and I said, you know what I mean? And I was like, yo, that thing followed me, man. Wow, that's crazy. I thought I, I thought it was just on the podcast, man. But that thing followed me everywhere I go, man, and I hate it now. Mm. Yo, and chapter fourteen. What, what, what? Did you meditate on anything? Did it speak to you in any type of way? Like I love the Holy Spirit part, man. It was it verse uh, 15, 16, the 17, power. The Spirit of Truth. No, no, sixteen. I'm sorry. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper that He may abide with you for. Ever, the spirit of truth mm-hmm. um, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you and I just 
you know that just like I said last week, it may it just makes me feel special. You know that the hope that the Lord would think enough to send the Holy Spirit to be with me forever. You know, yeah. and uh, help me through this walk that sometimes can be difficult, man. As Christians, is we don't sign up for fun and games, man. As a as uh, as a Christian, uh, it's not all prosperity, man. There's a lot of struggles through this walk. I hear, and. Yeah. <clears throat> you are special, Ange. I'm a special dude, bro. You're special to me. Cute <laughs> <laughs> with a cute Barney song. I love you. Yo, come on, bro. You're special. <laughs> Why, man? Why you can't say you love your brother, man? No, son. Uh, He's nah, filthy. Filthy's filthy. too hard. Filthy's too hard. Bodies, Yo, man. I just banged out some so, tracks in the studio, oh, son. here we go. Some filthy EP. bangers, son. Filthy EP coming soon. Word. What you gonna call an EP? I don't even know yet, man. If anybody got any suggestions, why don't you email us? Yo, that email is dry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the e- yeah, the email been dry since we signed up. Yeah. That email dry. I'm yeah, trying e- to get something, man. You about to say DM you, dog, yeah, before you say email. Me, that email is dry, uh, B. Don't, I don't, the email I don't, don't even get spammed. <laughs> <laughs> we get no junk yeah, mail, We don't son. even get junk mail in the email, dog. People don't want to hear. Yeah, they don't want to talk to us, man. He said the e- the email yeah. don't even get spammed, though. He's still promoting that email. All right, yeah. man. It was worth one more shot, man. Yo, man. Let me find out you got AOL, dog. <laughs> you probably... You ever ask somebody for their email? And they t- Hit you with the AOL? I'm almost as bad with my Yahoo, son. They hit you with an AOL email? You be like, yo, my man. AOL.com. It's 2020, like, dog. He still got AOL? That server's still running? AOL. <laughs> Yeah, that server's still running. <laughs> Ralph. Yo, um Yeah. What did you think? Um, there's a few things. I was thinking I, I love that point that Angelo brought out about the Holy Spirit. Um and one of the things that kind of spoke to me and I was thinking about is that he Jesus had to leave and the Father sent the Holy Spirit to take his place. And that's how the whole word you know, paraclete comes in, you know, the Greek word. And actually, um, and part of that word also is, is, is uh, um, like, adv- he's the advocate, he's our advocate. Right. Mm. And that word, um, the, the, the vaket, the, the V portion is, is uh, part of the Latin with the vike, right? Mm. Um, and this, like, this is where we get the words like, yo, I'm gonna live vicariously through you. Mm. You know, you're gonna do this. You go, so I'm gonna live vicariously. Through okay, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or the vice president. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the president dies or anything happens to him, the vice president takes place of him. Mm. So the Holy Spirit is that that you know he is the vicar. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He as of, you know of Christ. He's the vicar of Christ. Amen. So I mean, so it's an important point. In terms of like we know with Catholicism, when they say that the Pope is the vicar, and which uh, is incorrect because they saying that he is in place, place. of Christ. When nah, we, son, blasphemy. So nah. we know that's blasphemous. Although you know they may have all these other tenets where they believe in God the Father, they believe in you know Jesus being the Son of God and all that, but they still fall short. And this is, I mean, a great blasphemy them saying that. So I think that's very important that we understand that the Holy Spirit and the way I see, I see is um, he's 
he's like our attorney on earth. So we have, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, who is our advocate, advocate in heaven mm-hmm. for us. And then we have the Holy Spirit, who is our advocate on earth for us. So in both places are being Always covered. giving us counsel. Constantly being yeah. there for us. So that's the thing that was kind of like <clears throat> ruminating in my mind throughout, you know, yo, the six days. <laughs> yo, I take it back. Ralph is going to go solo first. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Ralph could give you a half hour of that. A good half hour yeah. of his own show. I don't think nah, Filthy nah, could nah, give chill. you a half hour. No, 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 no. I think Ralph could give you, I think out of everybody, Ralph could give us a, yo, they're going to come to you first and give you the offer, nah, B, to split, nah. <laughs> to split the team, dog. <laughs> I see it already, B. Remember, I called it. He going to go solo. The Dr. Ralph show. <laughs> what, what's that other crew you watch? What? They're gonna send my boy a contract because he fit in with those with those cats. <laughs> Yo, he fit in with those crew with that crew. Ain't nothing wrong with that crew, but chill, he just fit chill, in. Chill, chill, you out. They got an extra seat too. Oh, <laughs> yo, every you know what's what's dope about fourteen. You know, thirteen we kind of left. You know, with Christ being betrayed. You know. Um, him telling them, listen, you know, this is what's going to happen. Somebody's going to betray me. You know, even with Peter, Peter, you're going to deny me. All these things that, you know, all these dark things that were happening and that's going to happen to them. And, you know, even in the other uh, Gospels, you know, he he predicts a lot of things that's going to happen. But he opened up in 14 with these these comforting words, right? These promises, yo, you know, in my father's house, you know, there's many rooms. I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. He speaks about that. And, you know, I'm not going to leave you orphans and um, just telling them about how to pray. You know, whatever you ask for, the father is going to give it if you ask, if you ask in my name. So, you know, just that whole chapter, if it, it fits in and how we ended thirteen, and you know, it kind of, it kind of, thirteen kind of ended in a, in a not so great space, right? Just that whole betrayal, mm-hmm. and you know, the denial, and him, the hour is coming where I'm gonna die, and you know, I could imagine how perplexed you know his disciples were confused like man what's going on this thing is falling apart i thought we was about we was gonna keep rocking out you know i thought this is it you know you gotta take over but you know he kind of gave him these words of assurance and these promises and i thought that was uh that was great and you know like you guys said with the, the holy spirit you know being the advocate having double advocate having double helper um, you Forever. know, the 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 Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, and I'm dwelling inside of you, and the Father's gonna come and dwell inside of you. Like, dog, it it doesn't get any more secure than that. And you know that that love that God has for you know His people, His sheep, His um those that love Him will keep His commandments. You know, those are the those are the words that he was speaking and that relationship. And <clears throat> when we left off last time, um, you know, there was a couple of comments about trying, right? We just gotta try, try. And I thought that was a good segment to go into fifteen. 
So, you know, I'm trying to remember the context that we were saying the trying. But then I asked a question, like, is, is it about trying, right? Are you trying to be a Christian or are you trying to be good? Like, what is what are you trying to do? And is is that what Christ is telling him when he says, you got to try? Is he saying you got to try to keep my commandments? Is that mm. is that the language or is that the meaning? Like, as Christians, are we trying to be Christians? No, we're not trying. Really? Can we try to be Christians? You can try to be. <laughs> But if you're not saved, you will never be. And I think a lot of a lot of people get confused in that. Like you could try to be a Christian. I think if you if you're trying, I I don't know if that's the right. Like I understood what you guys were saying, but I could imagine somebody hearing that. Yeah. Right? Cuz I know you guys, so I I know. Mm-hmm. I right, I get it. But somebody else that's hearing it, they might not get it. They'd be like, "Man, I got to try to do this." I got to try to do this better, right? So now what happens if you don't try hard enough? That could be the the angle that the enemy come at you with. Yo, you're not trying hard enough. Now I got to try harder. Now it becomes this thing where works. You, you might end up struggling and it might become works. So it was interesting that I noticed that in the last episode, and I think this is a good segue that we get into chapter 15 about trying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we see what we'll see what Jesus Christ because remember this is oh, this is days before he dies and this mm-hmm. is Jesus you know he got 24 hours to live what would you do yo 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 <laughs> we see he's ch- <laughs> Jesus is chilling with his guys he's chilling with his guys Son, so that's why they be blasting us B I was thinking about yo I was thinking about that song <laughs> dog uh, I think a bodega got robbed in that song <laughs> <laughs> what? One of those rappers, if they had 24 hours to live, they're gonna rob a bodega. Yo, this <laughs> guy, man. Yo, that's why. I-, <laughs> I swear to you, one of the lyrics, one of the bars had to do with a bodega getting robbed. So, yeah, shout out to all the bodegas that's been holding us down. Word. <laughs> they're the only reason we haven't left Brooklyn. Word up. You can't go nowhere without a bodega. Right? Yeah, you don't have, yeah, when you go to other states and you got to nah. go into the the gas station. You got to go into the wall. Yeah. You got to go, go all the way to Walmart. Walmart. Yo, listen, man. The cat be on the Wonder Bread, dog. Okay, don't know, matter. That that gives it flavor. Why you, think they, why you think the hair will be so slim? Because <laughs> Poppy yeah. never wash his hands. Yeah, the, the cat will yeah, be the cat. You know, he need the plastic out. glove on the whole day. The whole day he got the glove on. Right up. The same glove. Poppy stretched Sandwich, and he takes the money from you. Yo, <laughs> but I tell you this, you never see no mice, you never see no rats in there. Oh, Yo, Smell like Lysol <laughs> and, and, and Clorox, baby. Ooh, baby. All right, so let's get into chapter 15. 15? Mr. Angelo, Dr. Ange. All right. <laughs> Yo, Ange, what, what that, uh, uh, what do you, what do you call that? Stethoscope. Stethoscope? What that stethoscope says? Oh, man, son, I was just... Uh, Showing Ralph the sexy new stethoscope. That's I that ordered, doctor. That's baby. that doctor talk. That's that doctor right? talk. You say I showed Ralph. He didn't show me. Oh no, because you're not a doctor. You you don't even know what Listen, it is. I didn't even know if you would understand the sexiness of See? it, but it was engraved with the words "Jesus loves you." So it was kind of dope. I just so got that's it a yesterday. conversation piece for the animals. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> or the, the owners. owners. Or the owners. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> Versus one, one to eight. What? Let's do All one right. to eight. <clears throat> I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruits. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Actually, let's, let's stop right there. Okay. At, what's that? Four. 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 And let's, let's just go through it. Oh, man. True vine. Here's, here's the seventh I am statement. Yep. So... Jesus is the true vine, mm. and his father is the vine dresser. Yep. Yeah, that's a very important point. Because um, he mentioned that he's a true vine because this this is this as he begins to this is an illustration that everyone there would understand. Especially he's walk well, but he's specifically walking with his disciples, so mm-hmm. they should know exactly what illustration that he's making so so now i think we we probably missed that from the last one because it ends it said arise let us go from here so now they left right right so now they either walking on their way but i think we're headed to the garden of gethsemane if i'm if i'm i could be wrong but i think that's yeah. the destination now so now yes. they're walking and he's still dealing with them so now here comes the metaphor, right? Still teaching them, still pouring out to them because the hour's coming. So, sorry, Ralph, I cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm done. <laughs> I made my point. <laughs> no, um, so I was just pretty much explaining how that vine, they're very familiar with it because that's a common terminology that the, the father used with the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the the nation. So you're saying the nation of Israel was the original vine. Yeah. Should have been the vine. Like, but they. Yeah. But they didn't bear fruit. They didn't. They wasn't fruitful. Fruit. Mm-hmm. So he shuts it all down and he starts off. I am the true vine. So Jesus is the vine. His father is the vine dresser. So now what's what's a vine dresser? Yeah. This is obviously we're not too familiar with that, but. That's somebody that take care. Just cares the, for the for the vine, for the tree, for the right, fruit. For the trees, yeah. right? So, all right, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Right? So mm. we, we're seeing a picture, right? Yeah. Vine branches, right? So <laughs> branches are going to... Bear fruit, mm-hmm. and the vine dresser is gonna prune it, you know, work with it so that it could bear more fruit, right? So the point of it is to bear more fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the vine that doesn't bear fruit, what does he do? Takes away. <clears throat> Takes away the branches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question though, because this can be a little bit confusing. Um, where it says every branch in me, right? So mm-hmm. that in me, does that 
does this mean that he's talking about Christians? What do you think? I just asked you that question, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But I know you have a thought to fight. No, no, I'm asking you because I'm curious as to what you think. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You think that they're all... In the context, he's talking to his disciples. Because later on, it talks about burning them. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the part that is confusing or can be confusing because why would he send his saints or someone who who was Christian to that type of destruction? But maybe it's just the story. So the analogy that he's using. Or maybe it doesn't mean mean that. Maybe it doesn't mean the destruction. I mean. Maybe it means something else. Well, we didn't reach that part yet. So I guess we'll get there. Stop spoiling it. I'm not spoiling it, but I'm just asking that question so we can have a foundation. Yeah. So go ahead, Mike. No, it says every branch in me. So that's Mm -hmm. all I have to say. So in verse three, it says, "You are already clean because of the word which I have spoke to you." Um, That to me that alludes back to the feet washing, right? Where Peter was like, "Oh, wash my whole body." He was like, "No, you already, you already bathed. Mm-hmm. You just gotta clean your feet, right?" Mm-hmm. And Judas was gone. Judas was gone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, verse four, abide, abiding. What does what does abiding mean? To rest in, to stay in, mm-hmm. to be in, <coughs> to dwell, to stay, to settle. Close, keep close to, and union and communion. Mm-hmm. All yeah. up in that, son. All up in it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. 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 Abiding. All me. up in that branch. So the branch can the branch bear fruit? Yeah, it can. If it abides. You know so what the, I'm saying? the branch in itself, the branch can't bear no fruit. Yeah. Right. The only way the branch bears fruit is if it abides in the vine. Because the vine is bearing it. The vine is bearing the fruit, right? So, <laughs> neither can you bear anything unless you abide in me. So, if the branch is not on the vine, it cannot bear fruit of itself. It's, it's, it's useless. It's fruitless. Mm-hmm. It's a dry old branch. Right. So, <clears throat> what's, what's the branch's purpose? Uh, actually, it's a it's a placeholder for the fruits. Yeah, it's it's just there to bear fruit. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the purpose. Of it's the a vine. vessel that the vine uses to bear mm-hmm. the fruit. Mm-hmm. So so we all agree that you know the vine is Jesus, the vine dresser is God the Father. Mm-hmm. So that means we are the branches. Yes. Yep. And our purpose is to bear fruit. And the only way we could bear fruit is if we abide. Abide. Okay. Mm. So when it says every branch that bear f- bears fruit, he prunes. What do you think about that? What does that mean? Um, what verse are we at? Verse two. What is what pruning? Right, pruning. You cut away. Yeah. You. Uh, what else does pruning mean? Maybe the parts that's not um, healthy, healthy, you chop that yeah, he off. He cuts off, yeah? yeah, like the diseased parts. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the pruning could actually hurt. The yeah. pruning could actually be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
but ultimately it's to produce more fruit. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But which branches does he prune? The ones that bear fruit. The ones that bear fruit. That's why I'm asking. So the branches that bear fruit, he prunes so that they could bear more fruit. more fruit. It could bear more fruit. But you thinking about a branch that bears fruit, like why are you pruning me? So you could bear, bear more, more fruit. fruit. Exactly. But but when you're being pruned, you're like, I don't want to be I pruned. Bear fru- I'm bearing fruit. Right. <laughs> it's not like I'm not bearing fruit. Why are you touching me? Sometimes, you know what? Why you, are you bothering me? But you, it's clear to bear more fruit. Because you need bigger fruit. You you might need better. The quality of your fruit might not be good. Yeah. Boom. You could be producing a lot of fruit, but then it's bad quality, right? So we see the vine dresser, he wants quantity and quality. Mm-hmm. That that perfect balance. So, right. So, pr- right. Mm-hmm. Now, just, just to add to your point, when you say it's not just cutting out um, bad in order to make good fruit, you know, but it's also cutting things in order to make uh, not just better fruit, but even best fruit. You want to reach that, right. like you're saying, just reaching that point of quality. Right. So this is just a picture of that constant growth. Sometimes you might need to cut off a good part. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that's unhealthy. It might be. Right. Right. There's, there's this art to it. You know, I was reading about it like um, vine dressers would spend two years learning how to prune fruits. You got to cut it at an angle or yeah. it has to be specific in how you cut it so that it'll produce the best type of uh, grapes. Yeah, I just I just mentioned it because it's like, you know, the one that's bearing fruit is like, why are you touching me? You know, because I am bearing fruit. I'm doing my job, right. but not understanding again It's to produce more fruit better fruit to be at the best because that's what that's the job of the the vine dresser so but you know as you're being pruned if the christians are the branch if the disciples are the branch as you're being pruned yo it hurts pruning is not a you know it's not a soft process so what about this fruitless branch that bears no fruit he takes away baby what do you what do you think about that did, I don't want to be taken we, away. Did we read that part already? Yeah. That's that's, that's actually verse, verse, yeah, verse, verse 2. Verse 2 says he takes five. it away. It doesn't say what happens to it yet. We haven't read that okay. part yet. Uh, um, another translation could mean to to pull up. Correct. So the, the, the image is that, you know, the branch is sagging real low to the floor, and now it's in the mud. And now that it's stuck in the mud, it can't produce any fruit. Yeah. So then the the vine dresser would, you know, pull it up. That's another. If you look at some of the translations, it says lift word, up. Yeah. Lift, lift, lift it up. up. Yeah. I Get know. it up out of that filthiness. Right. Yeah. Mm. So yep. now, now, you know, somebody could read that and assume that it's automatically being thrown away. It's all about, but that's right. not what it. That's means. not what it means. All right. So now let's let's bring it to the practical sense, right? The first the first branch would be what type of Christian? What type of person? It says one that does not bear fruit. Someone who's not abiding. Someone who's not abiding. Because what's the job of the branch? To just abide. That's that's it. That's bear it. fruit. Yep. Just abide. That's it. Not to try. Because you're not even you're not even try. bearing fruit. You're not the one that's bearing fruit. Mm. Right. The branch's job is just to abide. 
And the vine is the it's the source. It's the source. Mm-hmm. It's the life. Right. So the branch doesn't even bear fruit. The branch can't, you know, force the fruit out, squeeze the fruit out. He says you can't do nothing unless it abides in the vine. All you could do is abide. That's the job of the branch. You have one job. Abide in the vine. So my question is, how does the branch abide? That's a great question. How do you abide? What do you guys think? What what would be involved in abiding? How would a branch how would a branch abide in the vine? Um one of the things I wrote down for that, uh, with abiding, I think is um worshiping the Lord, um mm-hmm. meditating on the word constantly, praying to the Father, um, sacrifice, service to the body. I think these are some of the things I kinda wrote down in terms of abiding. Mm-hmm. I agree. I would say to keep it simple, just the Trinity as a Christian, like you said, um, you know, staying, like you said, the, the, the disciples, they stayed faithful to the apostles' teachings. They prayed and they fellowship. I mean, that's the foundation to me. I think if you, you know, before you get to service and all these other things is prayer, staying in the word and fellowship mm-hmm. and you have those three things. I think that's a foundation of abiding. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Being around, like you said, just fellowship with other like-minded believers, man. You have to. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, agree. It involves the word. It involves confession, right? Um, you know, in the last chapter, we read, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So obviously, if you you want to keep short accounts, right? So that 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 union, that communion is not broken. So it involves confession and and obedience, right? Because if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Um, I think that's what abiding is. And what's the evidence of abiding? It's the fruits. Mm-hmm. So you could tell if somebody's abiding in Christ because they're producing fruits. And I think later on we gotta kind of get into. Um, what those type types of fruits are. Um, so the person that's not abiding, what type of person do you think that would be? Just guessing. Person that's not reading the word, that is not fellowshipping, um, not praying. I think those are, those are a typical picture of a person that's not abiding. Mm. And I mean, as we go on, it's gonna get. It's gonna. I think when we read on it, it goes in a little further too. Mm. But you know, that's that. You know, those are good foundations. But he gets a little bit more specific as we read on. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So let's let's read the the second part, Ange. Verse five to eight. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. 
By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? I got a question. Could you be a Christian and not a disciple? I think so. Yep. Yeah. I think that happens all, plenty of times. So what would be, I guess, what would be the 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 criteria of being a disciple? I mean, he just read it all, right? Because at the end of verse 8, it says, so you will be my disciples, mm-hmm. right? So it's all about abiding. Um, mm-hmm. So what's the evidence of that? Yeah. The evidence of abiding, like we've said multiple no. times. What do you mean? What's the question? This disciple. So you will be my disciple. Mm-hmm. Be, it says here, so you bear much fruit, right? Bear much fruit. Yeah. And I think what's important, too, and I'm sure people know this, that the the fruit is, is not for the person bearing it you know it's fruit for others around us so the more fruit that you have it just it's meant to edify others not yeah. yourself yeah branches don't eat don't, don't eat, eat the their fruit. own fruit nope it's for, it's for, Great point. yeah it's for others it's for others baby um and branches they're they're concerned with uh, being abiding being connected to that vine right Mm-hmm. So now, I think, Andrew, this is a point you brought up earlier with the, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. And they are burned. Mm-hmm. What, are you guys, what are you guys' thoughts? What you think, Ange? You think that's hell? <clears throat> Listen. From reading it over and over and just now what we're going through. I mean, it's hard to tell, but if all of these people are in Christ and they are already cleansed and some are abiding, some aren't, I'm going to I would have to say that that probably doesn't mean hell because I don't think you can lose your salvation when you're in Christ. So even if you're you, if you're not abiding and you're not bearing fruit, you know, it could just be maybe tribulations. Maybe, you know, the life that you live is not as uh, the way that the Lord would want it to be. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't think that that means hell. Mm. But who is it talking about? It's talking about those that were not bearing fruit. Correct? Yeah. The, the branches. That, the ones that wasn't abiding. They're not abiding. Yeah. So they're not bearing fruit. So they're useless. They wither. No, no, no. Wait. They're not abiding. How could they bear fruit if they're not abiding? I think you're assuming that they were abiding and they stopped bearing fruit and they stopped abiding. It's talking about those that do not abide. Yeah, but those are still Christians, right? No, I don't. I don't believe so. You know, it uh, says back in verse two. It says every branch. In me that does not bear fruit, mm-hmm. he takes away, right? right? He says, in me. Right. So I'm assuming all of these branches he's talking about are in him. So you're, 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 connecting, you're connecting verse two. F- 6 and verse 2. I'm, this is one story he's telling to his disciples. Uh, so for him to just be switching it up. No, mid- it's not switching it up. 
in the first one, he says, I'm the vine, and he talks about all the branches that are in him. Yeah. In verse 5, he says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. And he talks about those that abide in him. Yeah. Those that abide in me, I abide in him. For without me, you could do nothing. Yep. And he's talking about people that doesn't abide in him. Who are those people? He says, if anyone does not abide in me, right? Yeah. Who's that? How? But this is what I'm saying. Why You assume he's talking about lost people now, right? You think he's talking about lost souls? If you're not, if you're not lost, if you're in Christ, you're abiding. Not all, not always. Why not? Every Christian doesn't abide in Christ. They're in Him, but they don't abide. We just read what happened to those. They don't bear fruit when they don't abide. So, so we, this doesn't automatically mean if anyone does not abide in Me. Verse the first few verses talk about Christians. Right. Don't abide in him. What was the two type of Christians in the first section? Those that bear fruit and those that don't. Right. But they're both abiding. No, no the one that no, does not, not bear fruit abiding. is not abiding. Yeah. In verse 4, he says, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So if they're not bearing fruit, they're not abiding. Yeah. So you can't so, just differentiate verse 6 and 2 because he could still be talking. This is one story. For him to just switch halfway and start talking about lost people doesn't make sense. Wait, but what does verse 2 says? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So what does it mean when he says in me? That's what I'm telling you, that I feel like he's still talking about Christians in general, this whole section. Okay, what's the picture? The picture is of of a vine. You have a vine and you have branches connected to the vine. Yep, yep, yep. So all those branches are in me. And then you get a picture of a branch... That is not producing no, no. any fruits. No, but yeah, everything is in me, and the ones that are not abiding, he takes away. Have a, but have what a did point. we say? What did we say about taking away? What was the picture of that? No, no, that no. doesn't just always assume yeah. you're just picking up. That's not exactly. That doesn't mean that every so, time. Let Ralph let me, go. What you got to say, Ralph? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a quick. Go ahead. Scripture in Matthew's three, right? This is regarding John the Baptist when he was speaking to the Pharisees, and when he goes. Um, even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Right? And he was specifically um, speaking to the Pharisees when he says, you Buddha vipers, bring um, fruits worthy of repentance. So now in this verse, you know, he's, he's talking about that these guys were not bearing good fruit. So he's speaking directly to the Pharisees that claim to know the will of the Father, the will of God. And he says that because you're not bringing true fruits of repentance, you're not bearing any fruit, you're not in the Father. So I'm going to take the axe, put it to the root, and I'm gonna, and you're going to be thrown into the fire to be burnt. So that's one point where I'm thinking that I could see this way uh, that this vine, right? I mean, that this branch is not bearing where it could be a picture of the Pharisees or the religious people that, name, that have the name Christianity. I don't think but so. But they're not. Because they're not in him. Right. I No, I see that. Now, th- with, with the point that you're making with there, that kind of makes me think of that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Right? When he says, um, I'm going to read it in verse uh, 12 to, to 13. Okay? In 1 Corinthians, he says, Now, if anyone builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw... Each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire. That's and what the I'm fire thinking. will test what sort of work which one has done. 
If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone works is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved. And that's what. So now, where I would lean more towards it, because he he built the whole foundation, saying, "Everything is in me. Either you abide or you don't abide. What happens when you don't abide? You don't bear fruit. You take it away." And these, he just continues to tell you, if you're not abiding in me, he is cast out as a branch withered. Gather them, and they're thrown into the fire. So, I'm. I see this as him talking about Christians in general. I don't see that him just switching it in the middle of his of this um, paragraph, just automatically switching to to the loss, and then he goes back again and starts talking about Christians. So it doesn't make so, sense. To so me. the Christian that does not abide in in me, you know, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire. Well, and they are burned. What does that mean? But that that's why I ask because one, it could just mean just a there's no relationship with the Lord, there's no intimacy, so you're gonna wither, you're gonna lose vitality, and and then. What I'm saying is, it says does not abide. That branch doesn't abide, I, right? I and and, we, and we see the life. We see that branch being withered, dry. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he's saying two different things. He's saying that there's people that's abiding in me, and in that first section, we're seeing the two types. Both of them are in them, but you're gonna, you could have the backslider. You gotta have the people that's in the mud. Yeah. You have the the branches that are not producing anything, and then you see a picture of the branches that are producing fruits, and then the father's pruning them to produce more fruits, right? And that picture because of because they're abiding in him, right? Right. That picture of being lifted up, right? That we said that that word could be translated. The father's lifting it up, taking care of it, so you could start bearing fruit. But it does. But all you're, those you're, all those branches are in him. That's the picture we have in the first section. You're assuming that that just means lifting up. It might. It says takes away. Yeah, right? but the, 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 tran the translation yeah. of the word. Yeah, it could be not only. Be so you're saying either. the only. It could be either. So That's now, what I'm telling okay, you. Okay, right. so now, it so what does it mean by take away? If it's in him, what do you mean? You take so what it does, away. Okay, what does that mean? Take away. You remove it, which is what he talks about here, verse six. So if you're in him, you could be removed. Yes, but I'm not talking about losing your salvation. That's why I'm saying that this fire, I don't know if that means hell. I don't think it means... If this is talking about a Christian, I don't think Christians can lose their salvation. So that would mean I would lean more towards the, the scripture that Ralph read mm -hmm. with the, um, you know, what burning whatever works and things like that. So, My thing is, how could a branch be in Christ and not bear fruit? It tells us that because you're not abiding. Right, but how? That's what you I'm, can, I, I, no, I'm just asking a question. How could a branch be in Christ? And I, be, not I think fruit? because the, it tells you that the in, the, thing, in the first few verses. No, I'm just I'm, I, I understand. Right? It says that I'm saying how like an example. Give me an example of a, of are, a branch you don't, being you don't, in Christ. You don't know Christians that you know that are, have been Christians for decades and then they, they just lose that fire. They're just going to church. They're not reading the word. They're not praying. What we right, just talked about backsliding. Right. I mean, so you know that, mean is, is that person bearing fruit? Like you know what's a you know what's a perfect example? Yeah, what give you're me saying, an example. Man? Yeah, let's let's look at Lot. Perfect example. Yeah, he was saved, but he was in the middle of Sodom, right? Yeah, Abraham was the one that was praying for him, and Sodom would not be destroyed because Lot was still there, and he was chosen by God. 
Yeah. Lot is a perfect example. So, so, so I think that's a picture. Of that's it. what I'm saying. So, was Lot abiding? No, no, no. So, but he was saved. But he, he was saved. saved. Right. So, so, Lot would be one of those branches that was in the mud. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Verse six. Now, if anyone does not abide in me, so now if you're saying, let's say, example, like Lot, yeah, who wasn't abiding. It says if anyone, if anyone that no, does no, not no. abide in me, Lot he was is, not bearing fruit. Yeah, Lot was. But not he was fruit. abiding. He was I, abiding. How was how he can you abide and if not, you're bear not fruit? bearing fruit? Lot. <laughs> that's no. You're wrong. He was bro. saved. If he you're was, saved, aren't you connected to the vine? Yeah, you're still connected to the vine. And that's yeah. that's why I'm asking the question again. How could you abide and not bear fruit? Because because you're not you're not praying, you're not reading the word, you're not doing fellowship. Right. You don't need those things to be saved. Right. No. Nope, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about abiding. But that's what I'm saying. You can't say up uh, that that's those what, Christians yeah, are abiding just because of their 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 label as a Christian. You can't say that. Wait, say that again. You're saying that they're abiding in Christ just because they're a Christian. That that's what you're saying. To, that's what I'm hearing. So, just I'm, because no, no, positionally hit. before Christ, you know, they justified right, does not mean justified. that they hit, th- hit. that doesn't mean they're abiding hit, in is. him. Every branch okay. in me, yep. every branch in me. Right? So that means they're abiding. And no, in me. In me does not mean abiding. So in right. me does not mean abiding. No, no, I don't think so. In me means you're saved. In me means you're in you're you're saved. You're, you're a saved. branch, right? Mm-hmm. But the abiding, like you said, like the examples we brought up, mm-hmm. is that yo, I'm focused on the branch. I'm focused on Jesus Christ. I'm focused on His Word. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm totally focused on that. So that means the that branch is in uh-huh. him, but they're not abiding. That's what we're saying. That's what I'm that's how I see no, it. No, I'm I'm asking. So they say so when it yeah. says every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. That means they're in Christ, but they're not abiding. But what does abiding yes. again? Let's what does abiding mean? We talked about that. You're involved. Yes, you're spending involved. time in the word, right. praying, fellowshipping. I get all of that. There are I'm plenty asking. of Christians that aren't doing that. So they're not abiding, they're not but they're bearing Christian. fruit. Yeah. So they're a branch. Yes, and those branches can be removed. Wait, so, so then, when, so what do you, when you mean by removed, you have to define remove. He, he's he's talking about what Ralph was. Oh, you talking about like, but that's the, something the, else. The, the, the no, he's saying that's what that fire means. When he's saying they're being removed, because this is the question I'm asking, right? You're saying it says every branch in me that does not bear fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means they're branches, but they're not abiding. That's that's what that's that's what I'm hearing, right? Yeah, their branches. Okay, not abiding. They're not okay. abiding. I'm with you. Then he goes, if anyone does not abide in me, in verse six, he is cast out as a branch, and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. So now, if those are branches, but they're not abiding, and he says in verse six, so if you don't abide, you're getting thrown into the fire. What does that mean? Those are useless branches, right? They're not doing you anything. What I'm saying? So, so guys, <laughs> what do you do with that? Let's go back. <laughs> no, let's, I'm, I'm asking a no, question because no, no. this is what I'm reading. So right. the first yeah, yeah. the first section we read is about bearing fruit. Yes. Right? So there's two types of branches, right? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and then there's branch in me that does bear fruit. So we're talking about two different types of branches. So then uh-huh. my question, real quick, my question, so, how, how does one bear fruit and not bear fruit? One is abiding and one is not abiding, exactly. right? 
Yes. That's what it says. That's what it says. <laughs> yep. <laughs> where, where, no, say, where does it say that? It says it in verse four. It says, "Abide." It says, "It says, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in me. So, right. if it's not bearing fruit, that means it's not, not abiding. abiding. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. So now you yeah. have. So you're telling me you have these two Christians. Everybody's in the branch. There's one abiding, one not abiding. Mm-hmm. The one that's abiding is bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. The one that's not abiding is not bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. That's clear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I said. Now, when we get to verse six, it says. If anyone does not abide in me. So who's that? But why are you guys assuming that is Christians? Because that's oh that's what we're talking about. Who that's who we're talking no, about. He's here, distinguishing bro. people that don't abide. But there's like Mike just said, there's there's some Christians that don't abide. No. So that's what, no no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying is if 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 it's being said that Christians are the every branch in me, right? Because when you sit, because when we read every branch in me, we assuming that they're Christians. Yeah, because it's in me. Because they're in them, right? That's what's being said. So that's what I'm saying. And it says they don't bear fruit. Then it says the ones that don't bear fruit is the one that's not abiding. Then it says the one that's not abiding, they get cast into the fire. Yeah. So then how could it, you understand what I'm saying? I think that anyone is not dealing with Christians. Right, so then that's what I'm saying. So then when you go to every branch in me, it's not talking about Christians. It's no, talking I, about that same group. No, it's yeah, so everyone that is either, in me. Either that's this is that's not the Christians. Talk. And then I think when he goes to, if anyone that does not abide in me. So it's talking about not in him. Not in nah, him. It the first say that. one, it says in him. It doesn't right. say that. What is really? <laughs> no, really. It doesn't say that. It said, if anyone does not abide in me. Okay. Yep. So that means you're not a that means you're not a anyone so, that's not abiding. So anyone, right? Anyone. Even the Christian that's not abiding in him then. See, I know you're putting Christian there. <laughs> but <laughs> why wouldn't I? if the word anyone means anyone. It does he does not clarify that it's the loss that he's talking about here. You are assuming that. You're assuming that in the middle of this analogy, okay. he just switches to the lost. So then so when then, everything else in here is talking about yo, yo, saints. Lower your voice, man. You, so yeah. in verse three, every peak in man. In verse two, every branch in me, is that also talking about non Christians then? No. I think that's talking about Christians. Why but But that but then that's why I'm I'm saying like the whole thing is talking <laughs> but, no, about no, no, Christians. No, no, but you're saying you're saying that you could be in him but not Christians. That's what you're saying. No, for I this did part. not say that. Right. I'm, I'm not talking that. about the lost. <laughs> you are that. saying that this is the lost. Right. I'm saying everything here that he's talking, everybody is Christian. So, so then what do you mean about them getting cut off, withering? Right. That's what I'm saying. Burned. So now how you explain how, that? How, how do you, I, well, first of all, I can't explain anything because <laughs> I know a part and I'm filthy. <laughs> but what I, what I can do is tell you what I'm reading right. and what I'm not reading. Right. And what I'm not reading is that he, he doesn't make a distinction and say, now I'm talking about the loss. He's saying anyone that's not that does not abide in me. Now, when it comes to the burning, like I said, it could it could potentially mean what you know what Ralph was talking about. It could just mean the type of life that you're living. If you're not abiding in Christ, you don't have that joy. You're living a life where you're probably in fear, where you're in turmoil, where it's just oh, oh, your walk as a Christian is horrendous because you're not abiding in Him. So it could be like a tribulation. A type of fire. That sounds good. I mean, listen. It could listen. 
It could be yeah. mean hell. This is why I asked you that. Right. That's that why you asked me from jump. Question. Right. right. Be Yo, honest. stop screaming, man. Yo, chill. <laughs> Andrew's up right now. Dog. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just don't want him to scream go. because no, I don't no, want no, it to go quick. It's them Starbucks shots, man. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, it's not. This is. That's. All I can do is so, read what I'm reading, bro. Right, I just right. can't so switch now, it up and say that he just. But I have to reconcile the 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 branches being cast out, right? The language that is is speaking being cast out as a branch and is withered. Withered because you're not. And they gather them. They yep. gather them together. Useless branches, right? They are useless Christians. And throw them in the fire, and they yep. are burned. Well, if we well, listen, remember we're talking about a vine dresser, right? which means he basically is just getting rid of useless branches. That's the method that they used back then to get rid of useless branches. So what I'm saying, the Lord some way gets rid of useless Christians. And it could be because he knows that they're probably going to hinder the walk of other Christians. So there has to be stories in Scripture where the Lord removed people who were not living in his will and doesn't, and doesn't mean that they went to hell. It just means that for the Lord's greater purpose he removed certain people and whatever man like yeah but it's just me i know you three are, are yeah, don't dog, agree with me but nah nah i get it <laughs> listen listen like i said i'm reading nah. it and and the, the reason i'm asking questions is for consistency yeah you know I because get it. i'm reading yeah. verse it's, two then i read verse four then i read verse six and yeah. i'm you know it's just the consistency but to, honestly to me mm. both of you guys can make an argument i read this a couple times I meditated on it. Both of you guys can make an argument. Yeah. You know, that, you, you could lean either. Honestly, there's nobody. I, I can't say you know, no. Yeah, I used to think that That's that it. meant hell. Cause, but when you read it, and, and for me, it just, if he if he initially starts off talking about Christians and then doesn't make it obvious as he's switching to the lost, because he says if anyone does not abide, we just talked about a group of Christians, what happens when they don't abide. You know, so anyway, we can move on. We've been on this for a while. Sorry. No, I, 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 I will later. <laughs> no, I agree with Mike as well. Like, I think, you know, you make a valid argument either side. Yeah, like, because that's what I said. It's just about the consistency. I mean, I could lean, you could lean towards, because like everywhere in the scriptures where you gather them, gather them up, turn, turn them in the fire, burn them, <laughs> it's hell. Yeah, right, you know, right. every time we see it, it's hell. You know, but again, when I read verse two and I says every branch in me, I'm like, you know, that's yeah. what that's where I kind of like, okay, you know, you can differentiate, you can split it, but with with that every branch in me, and it's like you said, and it's a consistency because he goes from two, he goes to four, and then he goes to six, and then after you know? saying and everything and else, and it's after about, that, and is it's about Christians, and it's about abiding and bearing fruit because that's what this whole thing is about. Exactly. Abide, you bear fruit. You don't abide, you don't bear fruit. I mean, it, that's very clear. So it's like, you know, the consistency of what of this parable that he's giving. And is it a parable? That's a parable? Would you yeah, call I this a so, parable? Yeah. I, I, what is I, this? I, what yeah. I mean, this? I probably made a mistake. It's um, an analogy, but I think yeah, it's a analogy, par- parable. Whatever. Yeah, but, but you know, but even, it is, it is so what it is. Even, even with that, it may not have to be um, involving hell and solid, yes. you know what I'm saying like you, you, I like don't you know. just said Mike, I don't know you, like, like said, I read it a couple times or not bearing fruit I read this it a couple very, times and you know? like yeah I read it a couple times and it's just it's the every branch in me so now that every right. branch in me that does not bear fruit it gets taken away that's what's and, messing me up and, when it comes to putting it all and together and that's what it is like like how we read 
you get lifted up. Like when you, you know, you're looking at yeah. it and it says everybody. And then it says, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides. So it's yeah. like these people that's not bearing fruit, what, they, what, what were they doing? They're not abiding. If they were in him and they're not abiding. And then it says those people who are not abiding, they get thrown into the fire. That's why. Now that's what I'm like, saying. So it's just this consistency yeah. To me, it's just you can't just take one I, verse I, I, and I say that know. now he's talking about. I'll be very honest with you. I don't you know. know. <laughs> I know. Why? <laughs> so an hour later. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, this is good. Uh, this now we like you. Good. You like you passionate edge. <laughs> <laughs> we like passionate edge, man. man. Yeah, <laughs> nah, that's what's up. All right, so what are we gonna do? Where we at? Let's go nine, nine, nine to uh, seventeen. This one's get good too. This, this <laughs> gets right. good too. Wait a minute, we didn't. We didn't <laughs> hey <read> man, <laughs> we read verse seven and eight. This good. Do we? Yeah. Go ahead. All right, so nine to what? Uh, nine to seventeen. No, I don't think we read seven. We didn't read nah, seven. We didn't read seven. No, I'm gonna read it. Right. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Lambo. By this, <laughs> by this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Mm-hmm. As my Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you these things. I command you that you love one another. Nice. So now verse nine, where it says, as the father loved me, I also, I also have loved you abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Mm. So, okay. You will abide in my love. So is this something separate? The abiding? Is this separate from abiding in him? And abiding in his love. Because verse 10 he says. If you keep my commandments. You will abide in my love. Mm -hmm. So if you don't keep his commandments. Then you're not abiding in the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. Right or wrong. You're right. That's what I'm reading. Right. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. That's my question. So if you're not keeping his commandments. You're not abiding in the love of God. Is Is that difference from just abiding in him? I think. I think if you're abiding in him, it's going to manifest in the, in keeping his commandments. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the foundation to keeping his commandments is abiding, uh, which will mean that you're abiding in his love. But I, one thing when I was reading this that I, I'd like to ask you guys, for for people listening, even if we're not abiding in his love, like, this doesn't say that he he, he doesn't love us. 
He right. always loves us. Right. Yeah. But us abiding in his love is more for our benefit because it talks about the joy afterward, what happens when we do abide in it. So if we're not, if we're living in a season or a day or an hour where you did not obey his commandments, he doesn't stop loving you. You're just not abiding in his love, which is a detriment to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. So it's a, it's, a, it's a benefit for us as Christians to to be in that safe place of his love so that we can then be filled with his joy. Because I'm just saying that because the chapter before he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's he stresses that. He said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. And then we get to this point where he's like, all you have to do is abide in me. So it's like, okay, so we know that if you abide in him, you will keep his commandments. Uh, let's let's define what we mean by abide. And that's why I want to, that's why I'm like, we have to, it has to get clear because now when you get to this point, it's like. So abiding, right, is keeping fellowship in Christ so that his life can be, you know. You could be a fruit. Manifested through you. Manifested through you. Right. Right? And that's the picture that we're seeing. Right? Because the whole, the whole, this whole thing is about bearing fruit. Right? And right. if you're abiding, if you're keeping fellowship with Christ, if you're keeping close with Christ, right? That's why you say, you know, if you love me and you're keeping close to me, the fruits, you're going to bear it. You're going to keep my commandments. What's, what's Christ's commandments? Love your brothers. Right, love one another. Love one another. That that was that's it. Super simple. One commandment I, I leave you. Love God, love 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 your brother too. That's it. So now that fellowship with Christ, that's what abiding is about. Right. So now that's what I'm saying with verse ten. Mm-hmm. If you keep my commandments, you will it's like he says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. I think they're different. You know what I'm saying? Because now, because now, so, it's like it gets to a point. Because, like you said, I agree with you. If you abide, you bear fruit. Because that's what we read before. But what's his commandment? To love one another. No, and that's what I'm saying. So and now, th- is that's it, also the fruit. Right, that's the fruit. I think. I think mm-hmm. specifically that this fruit that we're seeing here is focused on the love. Of course, definitely. I think, yeah. Right. What does it open up with in nine? So now, so so now you're the saying if you me. love right. one another. Mm-hmm. You will abide in my love. Basically, that's what we can say in verse 10. Right? Because it's it's said, if you keep my commandments. Uh-huh. And verse 12, he says, this commandment that you love one another as, as I love you. That's the uh-huh. commandment. Yeah. So basically, in verse 10, it's like, if you love one another, you will abide in my love. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. what we're saying here, right? Yes. Yeah. So our job is to love one another. That's what yeah. we would have to do to... Abide in the love of Christ. That's why I said, so would you make that synonymous with abiding in him? Yeah. Okay. Because in order for you to love one another, you have to abide in Christ. I I think that's that's produced. And that's why why I asked, what is abiding before we got here? Because uh, now when we was talking about abiding, we was talking about staying in the word of God, praying and fellowship. But when you get here, it says, just love one another. Wait, but but and I you think, will abide in my love. So now but, it gets to the point like, is abiding and abiding in my love two different things? I think I believe that. No, go ahead. Okay, Rob. No, no. Those, those are the fruits, right? Because it goes into you know peace. 
It goes into joy, mm-hmm. and it goes into love. And even the last last chapter, he was talking about love. They love one another, right? So, um, and we understand what the love is. It's not an emotion. It's right. this action, right. right? Something that he showed them by washing their feet, right? That that humility. Right. So, you know, listen. If you abide in me, if your focus is to um, get into this deeper fellowship and deeper relationship with me and that's all you're looking at then the fruits are going to come out of it right right right, right. And, and yeah go ahead. no that's that's exactly i'm agreeing with you go ahead, continue. right and the fruits is going to come out of it and we're seeing the fruits right there and then you know the first part is going to talk about listen you know the pruning for more fruits right and the fruits is towards other people the branch doesn't you know eat eat its fruits so i think that's what you know, because it goes into joy, right? And in verse 11, it talks about joy. And then it talks about peace in the last chapter. Right. Yo, uh, peace. And then we see if we go into, is it Galatians? Galatians 5.22. Those are the three fruits of the Spirit. Right. Right? Love, peace, joy. joy lo- Long-suffering. Right. Yeah, there's more. And right. it, there's more, right. yeah. Right. Right. But those are the first three right. that it lists. So we, we're seeing the fruits of that abiding, that bearing fruit, and right. that bearing more fruit. That is that is talking about. Listen, man, I totally so, yeah. agree. I think it's all synonymous. Yeah, you know, if, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that's a that's a great point because the things. But I, I think, just wanted yeah. to, you know, yeah, make it clear because that abiding is the the love is the result of you right. worshiping, staying in the word, mm-hmm. fellowshipping, and what ends up that that the result of you doing all this that you will have that love for one another. Amen. I agree. So totally. what's, what's what's the job of the branch? To, to keep his commandments. Abide. <laughs> to keep abide. You can die to abide, bro. That's the one thing you gotta do. That's 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 the only job of the of the You have one job as a Christian. Right. And and like you were saying, like the and the branch does not struggle, like you know, like you were saying, does not struggle or shake to make the fruit. It just naturally gets right. produced. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the that's the part, but it's the um you know, the the hard part is the pruning. Yeah. You know, because as you abide to make better fruit, you know, you're, you're going to go through pruning because you might not be making the best fruit or you might be able to bear more fruit. So there's going to be pruning in your life, you know? Yeah. He sees the potential for the fruit that that you're not even producing yet, but he knows that you can always produce better, bigger fruit. <laughs> And, you know, towards the end of verse 14, we see the, the privilege of that communion, of that relationship, of that abiding, right? Where he's calling friends. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I think that word, it, it, it speaks about like a king's inner circle, right? Where you, you're able to, to um, the king is able to tell you things able to tell you his secrets but then you're still and he's able to call you a friend but then you're still uh, a servant you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah because when i read this you know all i thought about is the new testament and um all the epistles how all of them start they all start you know i'm a bond paul starts i'm a bond servant i'm a slave jude starts you know i'm a bond servant of jesus christ that's how they all start their letters but you know, is this here is to let you know that the 
you know the relationship yeah we're servants of the lord jesus christ but the way he looks at us is forever you know and and it's like because of because of um his honor and his glory you're gonna approach him as a servant Mm -hmm. but i just think again of how he approached john you know john the revelator when john saw him john bowed down and he put his hand on John's shoulder and he was like, yo, fear. Like, mm-hmm. it's like John saw him like, yo, this is my master. But the way Jesus saw him is like, dog, you my man. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Don't fear. And that's the, the and, back and forth. And we see that where it says, you know, you know as a friend, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know everything that the father told me. I'm, I'm letting you in on, on all the secrets. Mm-hmm. And I think Ralph brought up a good point with that Abraham picture. Right when Christ came with the two angels, and then you saw Abraham get up. You know Abraham, ninety, hundred years old, getting up. Yo, serving. Yo, here's the food. Boom, boom, boom. So how y'all gonna say Lot ain't abide and he did the same thing? Yeah, I don't like nah, the. I don't like. Hold on, I don't like. Hold on. I don't like what hold Lot. On. I don't like the way y'all be treating Lot. Hold dude. on. When <laughs> Abraham was serving, Abraham got everything together, and he was like, "Yo, eat. Yo, now nah, stop eat." And he was. You know, you see the picture of a person that's waiting to serve you. What do you want? Boom, boom, boom. And then after that, Christ is like, yo, am I going to keep what I'm about to do from Abraham? Exactly. And as a friend, he told them exactly what he was doing. And then Abraham was able to intercede as a friend. He just let him in on something that was going to happen. So you see that picture of, you know, although Abraham took the position of a servant ready to serve christ was like yo you're a friend i'm gonna tell you exactly what's gonna happen and then he interceded for a lot Lot didn't know what was going on (laughs) nah son when lot saw him lot was your b and that's that's one thing when i reread genesis i can't wait till you get to genesis dog nah (laughs) but wasn't off was lot's wife saying listen the scripture says lot was vexed his spirit was vexed he wasn't vexed enough yo you know I don't like yo. I don't like the way y'all treating Lot, dog. Yo, yo, you know, cut it out. You know, you know what I like about um, when you're saying how the servants, um, through that servant, they become friends and they get uh, and God brings them in on you know, yeah. reveals himself to them like you see like with yeah. like the wedding at Cana. It was the servants that knew what just took place. They knew, and you know what I'm saying with the nobleman's son so now, got healed. Huh? I got a good question for you. So, but but check this out though. You know you know what's the, a, a great the, uh, thing I was thinking about is mm-hmm. that. The angels don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're servants. They're ministering spirits, right? And when you go to First Peter's, it talks about they look into the things of God to try to figure out what is going on here. Because uh-huh. they're seeing salvation being unfold. Mm. But they don't understand, like, as we go through it, as we live it, the Lord is revealing these things to us. But they're looking into it. So you're seeing the separation of us being friends mm. of God. Yeah. So let me ask you another question. When you hear people, Christians or believers, be like, "I don't know what God want me to do. I don't know <laughs> nothing." When they just be totally, "I don't know nothing." About what do you think is that's a result of? You think that's not ab- because of not abiding? I mean, what do you mean when they say I don't know? Nothing? Like you know, you have certain believers. Like you'll just come and they'll just be like, "I don't know nothing." Like, I don't know what God, like, they always don't I mean, know. In terms of uh, 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 anything, the will of God. Just anything, saying. yeah, just the will of God, just anything. I think so. That's kind of hard. I mean, I, I don't know if I would necessarily say 
because the evidence of abiding is fruit. Mm-hmm. So fruit doesn't necessarily mean, yo, God told me to move over here and build this. No, no, no I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about there be sometimes you'll talk to a believer and they're just, like just like, I don't know doctrine. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing I mean, about. But abiding, there has to be intimacy, right? If there's intimacy, I, if you're I abiding. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that knowledge. I would I'm not, not talking about knowledge. I don't think it's talking about just like yeah. I don't revealing like the, the will of God. The will to of them. God. Yeah. Like and you know, if I should, who, if I, I have I marry or right. I have like a that. problem with that because God, like we reading, He puts you on. Yeah. A lot of times, I feel like it's not. Be, it's not that you don't know the will of God. You don't want to do it. I feel like that be a lot of times. I think that's the struggle because God doesn't leave us in the dark. I'm not saying he puts us onto everything, but he at least goes step by step with yes. you. You always know what, you know, there's, there's always a, a revelation of light of something for you to do. And sometimes when you talk to certain believers, it's just like, they're totally like, and I'm like, is it, is it that you don't know the will of God or you don't want to do that? But you mean something specific? Cause I think you could have the specific and you can have the general, right? The general will of God is love, mm-hmm. love your neighbor. All right. Everybody should know that. If you don't know that as a Christian, I don't, I don't know. You're not a Christian? Throw <laughs> <laughs> your Christian card away. Right? But right. if you're talking about specific, right? Eh, you know. No, nah, I, I wouldn't never say specific because dog, I don't, general know. I don't general. know. I don't know everything. Right? What's the will of God? He, 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 he doesn't want people to, to, to go to hell. Right? He wants everybody to be saved. That's the will of God. Love your neighbor. That's the will of God. Those are the general... You know the general things that everybody should know. Yeah. But specific, I, I don't. I don't know. I, it's I just know anything I, and sometimes I, I wouldn't say specific, but just sometimes I feel like it's not. You don't know the will. You just being disobedient. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you and sometimes you'll put it on. Oh, I don't know what God wants me to do in this. I'm like, fam. You read the Word of God, right? That's very clear. You know, so I feel like a lot of times it's it's because of lack of knowledge. I I take that back. Sometimes I feel like because you're not in the word enough, well, you might need to be in the word a little bit more. You might be you might need more prayer. You might need more fellowship. So that's because, more abiding. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, as long as you're abiding, like he makes it very clear. If you're my friends, I'm gonna put you on. Right. If you're abiding. These things, it naturally happens when you abide. That's why I love this chapter. And I feel like that's a, that's a cop-out a lot of times to somebody who just needs to abide some more. No, I totally that's agree it, with you. you. know, And that's just the point I wanted to make, but I'm over. All right, um, what verse we at 18. now? Yeah. Verse 18, I'll read it. If the world hates you, yeah, this is one of my favorite parts. You know that it hated me before it hated you. Nah, you should have let Ange read that. Ah, uh, yeah, Ange read it. Ange, Ange, Ange part is, is in verse 20. <laughs> if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. 
If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. And I thought you would appreciate that persecution part. Cause, you know, I mean, <laughs> since, I like it, baby. you're going to be a martyr and all. Yo, we all four of us, bro. I'm rapture ready, baby. Chill, baby. Yo, when me and Mike <laughs> are just <laughs> hanging backwards next to each other, I'm going to be like, yo, I told you, son. Nah. <laughs> yo, Mike. Psst. That's my new name, Double R. Rapture <laughs> ready. Yo, I'm right. rapture. I'm about all to come squared. out with some shirts. Rapture <laughs> ready, baby. Yo, whatever, man. So does the world hate you or love you? They hate filthy, son. Mm. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite sections in the Bible because, you know, it, everybody wants to be loved, man. So how are Christians trying to be loved by the world, dog? When Jesus Christ said that they hated me. Because everybody want to be loved. You don't want to yeah. be loved? You want to be loved by the world or by honored by God? I get it. You're right. I want to be loved by God. But like I said, it's natural for human beings to want love, to want relationship. Yo, this guy sang the whole tune while I talk. Oh, my bad, Mike. <laughs> I just got caught up. You know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, it's like, you know, everybody desires to be loved, B. You know, and I get it. We all want to be loved, but it's very clear, man. You know, you want the world to, to, the world to love you over God's love. Son, if that you world know? is loving you, 19, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. I don't want to be part of the world, baby. Chill, son. So how about, uh, you know, groups that kowtow to the world, you know, try to be. Inclusive. Try to be relevant. Mm. Trying to be friendly. All for the sake of gaining. Gaining souls. What do you guys think about that? I mean, listen, salvation, that's the ultimate goal. So if people are trying to, I don't understand the question really, but. um, I mean, Jesus hung around the the drunkards and prostitutes and the wine, but he wasn't of them. Yeah. You know, he was he was in the world. You know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And that's the di- I think that's the difference. Like, if you want the love of the world, like the world to love you and accept you, you know, like their own, that's that's the problem. Because what ha- what do you have to do to accept th- to be accepted by the world? You, you got to conform. conform. Yeah, right, right. You know, when they come at you with a, yo, these anybody can do what they want to do. Nah, buddy. The Bible says something different. So you can hate me now, but it's all good, bro. Not trying to be loved by the world. I mean, Christ warned you're gonna get persecuted. I think that's another comfort. You know, he he warned them up front, like you're gonna be persecuted. So when people ridicule you and mock you for the name of Jesus, I mean, he told you it was coming. And I like the part where he says, "It ain't you." A lot of times we think this hate that the world got for us is yo, it's me, and it's yeah. it ain't. Son, this whole thing ain't about you. Nah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, good point. So, isn't this a warning? What do you mean by warning? Meaning, Christ is telling you that the world hates okay. you, right? The world hates you because 
you know, the world hated me first. Mm-hmm. And he says, yes. I took you out of the world. So mm-hmm. um, should we be trying to get back into the world? Absolutely not. Nope. So this should Absolutely. be a, like, this should be a warning. This should be a sign. This is, should be how you should be able to differentiate um, what's, what's uh, Christ and what's not. Yeah. You know what? And um, I remember Mike had made a point. We were having a conversation before, and he made a very uh, good point. And I always remember that he said, um, he's like, one of his keys. I don't know. You probably, I don't know if you remember when you tell me, you said, one of the keys that you, f- <laughs> that you follow is like, wherever the world is going, I make sure I go the opposite because <laughs> I know it must be wrong. You know, if everyone is going one direction, I'm going to make sure I walk the opposite way. You know, even if I don't know the whole facts yet, but if the whole world is following one way, I'm going to go the opposite and then I'm going to read about it, learn about it and figure it out to see, you know, why they're doing this. So now does, you know? it, does it mean to shun the world? No. No. Like so said, what does, does it, it mean? Like I said, Christ hung around. He was in the world. Christ was out about touching people. He was out here. He he said he didn't have nowhere to lay his head. That means Christ was out and about, but if, it's about the ways of the world. If you're living right, right. in the world, living, living the way that they live, mm-hmm. and you know, that's that's how they're gonna love you. Because right. um, if, if you're telling them what they're doing is wrong, they're not gonna love you. You know? It's like, it's it's like should, is is that what we should be doing? Telling them what they're doing is wrong. Yeah, I mean, in a way, when you're evangelizing, that's what you're telling them. You're telling them, listen, you need to stop that fornication. You need to stop that adultery. You know, but they don't want, that's not what they want to listen to. That's why they hate you, (laughs) because you're telling them, you know, all the things that they enjoy, you know, the Lord says that you can't do that. So I I think, you know, I I don't think that's the only thing. I mean, it comes out in conversation. Of course, it's going to come out, but the main objective is to, you know, point them to Christ. You know, that is the main objective. So how do you do that? To point them to Jesus, give them the gospel. Let them know that Jesus Christ came and he died for your sins, that you're a sinner. That's the first thing that has to be in the forefront, that we all fall short of the glory of God. We all have sinned and we need to But that's not why they're going to hate you. If we're talking about the context of Of course they're going to hate you because that's the light. They're not going to hate you for that. They're going to hate you when you go into it and you start telling them that they can't do what it is they, they love doing. I look at Christ as an, as an example and you know we've been reading through John and through his life and kind of look at what he did and kind of see when did that when did that hate start how did he interact with people it was always with love yeah right it was always with truth it was love and truth yeah yeah you gotta have both yep so and I agree you know that's gonna come out eventually. Yo, you 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 being that light, yeah, and people seeing you different, people seeing you act different, people seeing this supernatural, real love. It don't even have to be said. They gotta, yeah. Christ didn't. But that I, I get that, and I, that's how you need. That's how we should do it as Christians. But I'm just saying that I don't think that's why they're hating you. No, but why did they hate Christ? They hated him because he was told them he was God. Right? That's why they hated him. That's why they wanted to kill him. He was trying to change everything that they were doing, the religious people. Because he was the light, B. Truth and love. 
let's let's go back to that first instance. He was showing love when he healed that man mm-hmm. that was crippled for thirty eight years, but he did it on the Sabbath, and that's when the drama, that's when the drama kicked up. Mm-hmm. He was just he was the light. He was loving. He was the light. He was dude. showing grace. He didn't just come on the scene and be like, yo, I'm God, da 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 da. Nah, he nah, was but, but showing them. I think it starts like with John, John, how John starts. You know, he was the light. You know, and that's what the that's what that's what the darkness does to the light. You know, it. And I don't think it's necessarily you have to come and say, oh, you a sinner. You know, you could just be living. You know, you could just be living. You're living opposite from how somebody else is living, and they'll hate you for that. You know, and I think it's just the light, period. You know, and that comes through with truth. That comes with love. Those things shed light on the darkness. Because, like, if everybody's hating and you're the one person that's showing grace and, and love, dog, you're the light. If everyone's believing a lie and you come with the truth, it's the, it exposes them. So I think it's just the light. And that comes with truth. That comes with love. But it's that light. I don't know if it's me. Maybe you guys could correct me, but... Correction was usually the last thing that Christ came out with. Yeah, it was always love yeah. and then truth. It was always or truth that and grace, love. that love. The truth, truth is the correction. Yeah, it, was, it was love yeah. and truth. Right, but grace that's truth, truth is the correcting. I, I noticed that it's, it was always the last thing. Yeah. Right? Mm. It was after that, some type of connection from the love, and then they were able to accept that truth. Of course. Yeah. from him you got to speak the truth in love like paul says you know it always has to be done in love you got to be done you, your speech has to be seasoned with salt mm-hmm. you know it, it has to be graceful but i think that automatically is gonna make people hate because people are in darkness people are evil I, like we're, we're naturally sinners uh. so when you come with it's just like the Pharisees. They were the law. So when Christ came with grace, they hated it. I don't think so, yeah. bro. I'm going to tell you. It says the, with the law came death. Through Christ came grace and truth. Mm-hmm. So that's why the Pharisees always had a beef with him because it was like, dog, we the law. We're rigid. We're, we're. So Christ is like, he's coming with grace and truth. That comes with light. That comes with freedom. It was just, it's just polar opposites, bro. It's, You're just you a polar opposite. All of these what the mega world is. churches. Mm-hmm. Where these pastors dress like the world, they talk about the world. The, the one thing they don't do is speak truth, and that's right. why they're on Oprah Winfrey's show. That's why they're on yo, all of these shows because yo, they don't speak the truth, yo. and they are loved by the world. They're yo, Christian. He yo. is on fire. Too. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these, yeah, these mega out, churches, they all Christian. They, they, they walk it. They, they, they claim Jesus. Tell them why you. Mad, but when man. they get asked those questions about, hey, is homosexuality is sin is this a sin and then they're like you know that that's between you and god because that's why they get love because they're not speaking the truth and i'm just saying here well everything you guys said about having to come with grace yes but that's not why they're hated they're hated because of the truth no and yeah. I, I totally agree with you yep but i'm i'm really talking about us four in this room right now yeah I, and i agree with you everything that you said is right but you know just going through the life of christ what are we seeing what are we picking up how are we changing you know this might be the fifth sixth 20th time we're reading john Mm. but we're always getting something new we're always changing and it's like you know and i'm looking at it like yo what is christ showing me now 
right? How are we how are we gonna grow, right? How are we gonna abide, you know, deeper? And how is that gonna affect us? And how is he gonna use us to affect other people? So that's Amen. that's kind of what I'm looking at. And that's how I pose that question, you know. I mean, the, you know, the other guys, that could be a whole nother conversation where we could get into, but I don't know any of those guys personally, so right. we can only, you know, speculate and so stop blasting all the mega churches, dog. <laughs> I didn't say all of them. <laughs> and you know, it's obvious looking, you know, looking at it, it looks weird, but you know, the Lord has made them fruitful. <laughs> They're bearing fruit. Whoa, whoa. Verse twenty six ah, and verse twenty seven. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Amen. Shout out to the Holy Spirit who always always saves us every episode. (laughs) We don't know what we're talking about. We barely read. Just the Holy Spirit show, man. Yo, he is the great teacher. And he re- always remains unnamed. <laughs> and he, he always puts Christ in the forefront. He's yep. always in the background. He's, I love the Holy Spirit because he's a perfect example of how you should be as a believer and just as a person in this world, dog. Play the background and just glorify God, glorify Jesus. You last. Yeah. Put people first. Love love God with all your heart and soul and like this commandment that we read um in this chapter, love one another. That is the main I think that's the the verse of the chapter. You know, that main commandment is to love one another. So, you know, just love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love the Lord with all your heart and soul and um put it, you know, put God first. So Father God, we just thank you again for being with us, Lord. Um we thank you that your Holy Spirit, he goes before us, Lord. He helps us, Lord. He guides us, Lord, and he lifts you up in our heart and in our soul, Lord. So let this message go out and touch a soul, Lord. If you're listening right now, anyone who's listening who's never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, um, just in your room right now, wherever you're listening, in your heart, Lord, just, um, I mean, um, uh, the person, just accept him, Um Amen. Allow him to come in, Lord. Um, uh, uh, whatever you've heard, if you have questions, just open up your open up your Bible. But um, step to the Lord sincerely, and He's full of grace. He's full of truth. He's full of love. So, Lord, we just thank you for the work that you're gonna do and the work that you're doing. In the name of your Son Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Yo, we we got homework for next episode. Meditate on verse six. <laughs> <laughs>